This is a diet of Brussels. How likely is it that Donald Tusk's proposals are going to be accepted? Now, this is a question that's come uh, through our Twitter account, uh, Adios Brussels, uh, from Tiffin Politics. So, uh, hello to you, and thanks for the question. One of the real challenges here in this renegotiation is that there has to be uh, not only the agreement of the UK, but also of other EU member states, if this is to come to anything. So there's a balancing between domestic politics, for David Cameron, and the need to uh, secure the international uh, arena. Now, in all of this, Donald Tusk has been very helpful, um, both uh, generally uh, in trying to uh, facilitate and find some kind of uh, useful outcome, but also specifically by publishing his uh, draft proposals on Tuesday. Now, the reason that matters is that it makes very public uh, the state of play between the different negotiating parties. And particularly, it makes it much harder to undercut uh, or to change that deal. Now, uh, it's important to state that that cuts both ways. It means that it's much harder for David Cameron to uh, make a big advance in the next two weeks. So I think we would expect that... uh, what we have on the table is going to look pretty much like what a, a final deal might look like. So it, it puts, puts a cap on what Cameron uh, might expect. And I think uh, a good example of that is the unwillingness of Tusk to put in any uh, dates about the number of years that uh, benefits could be uh, restricted to uh, migrants uh, under the uh, safeguard mechanism. That that was uh, probably going too far and, you know, that it was better to leave that uh, to heads of state and government when they meet at the European Council uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But it also helps uh, put something of a floor underneath the uh, actions of other European uh, Union member states. So if you think about the reaction that we had uh, when it came out on Tuesday, that was broadly positive, and it was not terribly enthusiastic. There was uh, a feeling that this was something that could be worked with. Um, In the last day or two, we've seen uh, a few more grumblings, something coming out yesterday saying that uh, that, that nobody was happy with the deal. Um, Well, uh, not being happy with the deal is not the same as saying you won't accept it. And it's clear that in the discussions that Cameron is having uh, now with his counterparts in uh, places such as Warsaw, that uh, there will still be some real concern about the implications of things such as uh, the emergency break, because that has a very big potential impact on uh, Central East European members uh, who have uh, tens or hundreds of thousands of nationals uh, in the UK. And it's not just the UK that has access to the safeguard mechanism, but potentially uh, other states could use it too. And that might be uh, quite consequential. Um, If not directly economically, because I think there's a lot of doubt about the value, uh, economically speaking, of this uh, break, at least in terms of perception. And as we know, in politics, perception matters as much as substance. Uh, I think the other area that's going to be tricky and uh, 
will need a lot more debate is this relationship between the eurozone ins and outs that even though the proposal basically says uh we'll talk about it if somebody's got a problem but there's no veto or anything like that i think there's still a concern by eurozone members that uh the uk is going to push this uh to the limits of what uh, the uh, agreements actually say. And so they want to be clear that this does not constitute a veto or an ability to block or or delay unduly what the Eurozone might do. Now, uh, I think if we want to, to question how likely a deal is, we might usefully think about who would benefit from a deal not happening. It's clearly not interested in David Cameron, uh, because uh, this is what his whole strategy is based on. It's not really in the interests of any of the other member states either, though. Uh, they've got enough trouble uh, on their plate without precipitating uh, uh, more delay or potentially the exit of the UK from the EU uh, when they have a refugee crisis, a Eurozone uh, crisis, uh, all manner of issues. And to just go and stir things up, uh, is something that they're going to be very uh, unkeen to do. So whilst they may be unhappy, I think you will find that uh, eventually uh, member states will come round. I think the only possible exception to that is if a member state thinks that if they push a bit harder, they might get something as a side payment to, to keep them calm or, or to keep them quiet. Whether that happens or not, I think is still unclear. I think if it does happen, it's likely to come either from Poland or from Hungary. But at the moment, they are playing a supportive game uh, and uh, there's no immediate reason or incentive for them to do otherwise.